0: It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your Lawn and Garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK.
1: And now, here's Walter. It is 6.08 on a Saturday morning. Welcome, my friends. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful doing whatever you want to do in your landscape, in your garden, in your lawn, with your houseplants, with anything that is supposed to photosynthesize, I can be of service and help. I have information based on research, I have information tempered with a whole lot of experience, and I'm here to answer your questions about anything in the world you want to ask about in your garden. Assuming, of course, that you're not too scared to use the phone. This is easy. This is dialing, you know, eight digits. That's all you got. To, well, seven digits. Well, uh, anyway, all you have to do is dial the phone. Ten digits. That's right. Ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten digits. Thank you very much. Uh, mathematical uh, geniuses have come up with this dial 10 digits and you get to get your garden question answered you get it answered accurately you get it answered in a way that you can understand in a way that nobody's going to talk down at you because you don't pronounce camellia because the way they pronounce camellia or lyriope or whatever that green plant is in the backyard all you have to do is dial these numbers 404 872 we are, after all, we began as WSB 750 AM, so 404-872-0750. We'll get you in to get your garden question answered. And wherever you are, whether you're driving, whether you're coming back from your last shift of work, where you're going to your first shift of work, where you're coming back from the hospital or coming back from the airport or coming back from or going to any one of those places, if you have a question about your garden or landscape, drive safely. Drive safely, first and foremost, 404 404- And we note from the weather report just a few minutes ago, it is going to be a nice day in Atlanta. And that means you have the opportunity to do just about anything you feel like doing within bounds. Outside, the weather's not going to be chilly like it was last weekend. And you can get a lot done today. Lots of things to be done today. It is still, I'll give you a little list. I'll give you a little list of things that could be done today. Um, Number one, we can consider we can lay in supplies i guess it's the right word to use we can lay in supplies for what need to be done in two weeks from now one of which is putting a pre-emergent a weed preventer on lawns and in landscapes and as you know preventing weeds is so 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 much easier than coming to me in july saying my yard has all full of crabgrass what do i do now well, you can prevent all that crabgrass, all that misery of weeds in your lawn pretty much by putting a pre-emergent on now. And there are a bunch of different brand names. I'll give you some brand names. If you need brand names, I'll give them to you. Um, Pike, of course, has a really good pre-emergent there that you spread and covers several thousand square feet. Be sure to measure your lawn before you go to the to the garden center because you need to know whether you need the bag for 5,000 square feet or the bag for 10,000 square feet. And if you have some left over, that's fine. You can keep it in a dry, cool place and use it in the fall for winter weed prevention. No problem doing that. So you got the pike stuff. Um, if you go to the big box store, Lesco, L-E-S-C-O, has a 007 with weed preventer in it. That works fine. There is a Scott's product. There is a... Um, do 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 doo What else is out there? I don't think Weed Be Gone has one because they're the same people as Scott. But there are several different products. Halts? Oh, yeah, Halts is one. Dimension is another. Um, so there's plenty of, of, of chemicals you can use to prevent weeds. And if you'd rather not use chemicals on your lawn, there's still time right now to think about weed prevention because there's so many of the weeds that come up right now that will continue to be with you during the summertime. And I'm thinking of onions. It's easy to see onions if you have them right now in your lawn, particularly if you have a Bermuda grass lawn or a Zoysia grass lawn, the ones that are brown right now, you know. If you look out in your Bermuda or your Zoysia grass lawn and you say, man, look at those little clumps of onions out there. And you know what you have because if you smash them with your fingers, you can smell them. They smell like onion. Technically speaking, they're wild garlic, okay, for those of you who really want to argue with me. But we call them wild onions, and they smell, and they're sort of a tacky-looking thing in a nice, pristine, brown, Bermuda lawn. Now, now's a great time to prevent the uh, onions in the lawn. and If not prevent, I don't really mean to say that, to kill the onions in your lawn. And there are two or three ways of doing that. One is you can use the chemical way. One, you can use a non-chemical way. Um, non-chemical first. If you dig up all the bulbs from a clump, End of story. That's where onions come from, little bulbs underneath the ground. The problem, sort of, with onions is that only about 50% of the bulbs are sprouting at any one time. And so if you dig in there or pull, maybe, you'll only get about 50% of them unless you're real thorough about going through the whole area around and sort of picking up all the little white bulbs underneath the ground. You could do that. It's not hard to do that. There's a, there's a, a, a tool called the water weeder. I'm going to make a page on my website. <laughs> I am. I'm going to make a page on my website devoted to the water weeder. But it is jam up easy to get rid of onions with a water weeder. It's a sort of triggered thing with a long nose on it, you stick it down next to the ground, next to your clump of onions, and you pull the trigger with the water hose attached, it just squirts water into the ground and liquefies the soil and you can pull up a big old clump of onions without disturbing the soil like you would with a trowel or a shovel or something like that. Figure these big clumps of onions pulled straight out by the leaves and then sort of wiggle it around a little bit until you get the rest of the bulbs and pull those out too. And you can get easily 70, 80, 90% of the bulbs out in one motion. If you don't have too many clumps, eh, use a water weeder. Um, What's another way to do onions in the lawn? You could use, um, there's a a chemical product called Image. Image for nut grass is what it says on the label, but if you read the label, it says, also controls onions in most lawns. Okay, use Image for nut grass. The key to it is it needs to be watered in. You spray it on the onion, but you also water it in within a couple of days, so it gets down where the bulbs can, 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 can absorb it. And that kills onions, too. So image for nutgrass also kills onions. Uh, several of the three-way weed killers, Weed Be Gone, that Ortho makes, works a fine job on onions. Again, the problem is that it doesn't really get down to all the bulbs underneath the ground. And so it's sometimes uh, two sprays is usually required to, to get the uh, Weed Be Gone or the Bayer uh, weed control products to do a good job on that. Binine has weed control, three-way weed control as well. So you can use those if you want to use chemicals water weeder or chemical either way get her done this is the weekend to do it this is a time that you can get way 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 ahead of weeds in your landscape let's go to the phones we got friends waiting on us we got five people waiting right now to be on the line with us let's go down to oh let's see Griffin Georgia and see our friend Nicole Nicole hey good morning welcome Mr. A! Ms. Nicole welcome good morning um
2: well um I don't know what I want to say this morning
1: uh, Ashley said you wanted to talk about cutting down trees.
2: Yeah, cliff cutting. Oh, I was so what? disappointed. On Monday, I heard all those big machines. Yeah. And I said, the noise is going a long way, you know. But on Wednesday, <laughs> it was right behind my house. Then mm-hmm. I ran in the back, and I saw all those pink ribbons. Oh! Oh, man. This is not good, Mr. Eve, pink Ribbon.
1: Why, why were they cutting down the trees, Nicole?
2: Well, um... Lady, uh, I got to the tax office and uh, I got her name and I went to see her and she said, "I don't want them to clear cut. I just want to get the big tree." Yeah. And they got probably fifteen loads out of it, big, big. She got thirty-five anchors. I had never been mm. cut before, but oh. those big machines, Mr. Reeves, it's like clear cutting because they are—they have to turn around and get the limbs down. And it was just, oh, I didn't have a good day that day. Yeah.
1: You're, you're, you're not going to like this. You're not going to like this, Nicole. And I only have a minute or two to say what I'm going to say. But clear cutting sometimes is not as devastating as you would think. And I say that because trees and property regrows. I know you'd wish that the trees behind the house there didn't get all clear cut down but people have a right to enjoy and use their property as they want to, and if you have the right tree ordinances in your county or in your city, many times the developers who cut down trees have to replace those some other place. And I was driving yesterday up here to speak at the, at the home show, and there's a lot of intersections in Gwinnett County that have trees planted there the way those trees are paid for is developers who are building apartment complexes and condos and homes in Gwinnett County put money into a thing called the tree bank and they the county then when they want to beautify an intersection they go to the tree bank funds they take money out to buy the trees which beautifies the uh... uh, 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 highway where you're driving and so, even though you may be losing trees right now, and I don't know specifically for Spalding County, but even though you may be losing trees right now, it's possible that the trees are being planted in another form, in another shape, in another size somewhere else in Spalding County to make it pretty.
2: So, they use the money for, uh, from the profit of those big trees and put them in the bank, and then we got new, you know.
1: Other oh, trees, and parks, maybe? Yeah, places okay. like that. Yeah, they could be. It could be. That happens in Gwinnett County. Oh, excuse me, in DeKalb County, for sure. They have a tree bank there. Oh, Oh, I can talk to you more about this. Nicole, I got to go, but I really do. If you want to continue this conversation, I will talk to you more after uh, a week. We'll talk back next Saturday. We'll talk more about trees and cutting down and what can be done afterwards. All right? Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day as well. Thanks for calling. It's 619. We'll be back after this. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's going to be nice two days. 60 degrees, more than 60 degrees this afternoon. Lots of sunshine. Overnight lows going down into the, well, maybe 40s perhaps. And maybe tomorrow, a little bit of rain chances coming in. But still warm, beautiful weekend ahead of us. Anything you need to do, let's do it outside. And don't forget, we're broadcasting live from the home show. I didn't say that at the beginning. The home show at the Gwinnett Center, the Infinite Energy Center. Excuse me. And we'll be here till 9 o'clock this morning. Charlie, can we get Charlie? No, Charlie, man, we, I got this like 45 seconds. So Charlie will do you first in line in the next half hour, all right? Tr- Charlie wants to know about his trees have air ferns growing on them. I bet I know what he has, as a matter of fact. Kathy in Woodstock, hang on. We got hibiscus indoors, and she wants to know if her hibiscus will self-pollinate. Jack in Canton, good gosh, Jack says, has he, can he plant his bulbs now? Yeah, we'll get around to that, Jack. We'll get around to that. Jeremy out in Cartersville wants to know when to plant pecan trees. I have a specific thing. That really makes planting pecan trees better and more easily and more successful if you do that. So well, stick around. All four of you will get to you in just a minute. For everybody else, our number is 404-872-0750. You could actually join the show this morning. If you want to come watch the show and get into the home show for free at the Infinite Energy Center in Gwinnett County, all you got to do is come to the front gate and say the code word, which is reliable. And you can come sit with us and ask questions right here and be eligible for valuable prizes as well as Christmas cream, donuts, and coffee. How about that? We'll be back after news.
0: Stations,
1: it's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves
0: on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call
2: now with your lawn and garden questions
0: at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK.
1: And now, here's Walter. Broadcasting live this morning from the North Atlanta Home Show Reliable Heating and Air Stage at the Infinite Energy Center. I said all of that correctly. We're here at the Infinite Energy Center for the huge Atlanta, North Atlanta home show. And there are vendors throughout this entire floor. It is a sold out show. And there are lots and lots of people here that you'd want to come visit with. One of whom would be Mattress 4U, which thankfully for like the third year in a row is set up right next to our broadcast booth and i'm doing quality control in the mattress for you booth making sure every mattress feels the most perfect as the one next door to it and i can tell that mattress number 1 is awesome but then right around the corner there's the uh, what is the rocking bed over there the rockingbed.com which goes back and forth very very gently puts everybody to sleep kittens dogs puppies people Rocking, rocking, rocking. I'll be evaluating that a little bit later. They also have all sorts of home improvement things here you can come see that uh, might be of use to you. Wood hollow cabinets is around the way here, the uh, screens of Georgia. Team tree service, specialty stump grinding, quality closet connection, leaf filter of Georgia, flash electric, everything you need to have, indoor and outdoor, here at the North Atlanta Home Show. And they'll be here today and tomorrow at the Infinite Energy Center. Coming on the phone right now, we got Charlie. Charlie has a question about the ferns on his trees, and he joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Charlie, good morning. How are you? Man, I'm fine. What's up?
0: Okay, down in uh, a new place in Florida, we got—I don't know whether it's a live oak or a water oak. Live oak. Okay, and we, anyway, we got like three what looked like different. You got your Spanish moss-looking stuff, and yeah. then you got these two different-looking air fern kind of things. Sure. Found one down there. It was on—it was on a limb that had fallen off and rotten, and was on the ground, and it has these little pink arms coming up, but it's about <laughs> eight inches in diameter. Right. So I took that, the the dead piece of wood, and it has roots in it. So I stuck it in a stump, hoping it'll uh, live. But now these other little ones that look like you know what you can go to Walmart and buy you little air ferns. Sure. I got a blue million of them growing out the tree with roots (laughs) on it. Should I rip those off, or will it hurt the tree? Or
1: doesn't hurt the tree in the least. Okay. not in the least, a little, I call them all resurrection ferns I know they're different species, Charlie, I know they're different ones but for lack of a better word, I'm going to call them resurrection ferns that they dry up mostly in the summertime and then in the spring and whenever it rains real good they'll green up real pretty, like the ones you say you get from Walmart and they green up real nicely and then go back down again but they don't have any effect on the tree at all they don't decompose the bark, they don't do anything to be bad, bad mm-hmm. neighbors
0: and also, they tell me down there, if I fertilize the ground, that uh, grass that looks like a centipede that has little sticker bumps on it—yeah, sure—is that is that true? If I put fertilizer out, that it'll stop those that grass with the uh, little spurs?
1: No, <laughs> only if you have weed and feed <laughs> that might work. Then you have to have a weed killer, and you have sand spurs down there in Florida, and you have the. Yes. Uh, What's that other sticker weed called? I forget the name of it. But both of them are controlled with weed killers, weed preventers. One is an annual, and you put a weed preventer out in the, well, about right now, as a matter of fact. And the other one is a perennial broadleaf weed. And you put one of the broadleaf weed begone or a bear or something like that on it
0: yeah well hopefully i've made my i'll have one more trip but then i'll unfortunately i won't be able to talk to you anymore but
1: well i'm sad to hear it charlie i miss you terribly but tell those moss those resurrection ferns we all said hello and hopefully do well for you in florida all righty charlie thanks for calling thank you get out of here let's go to kathy out in woodstock who joins us in and garden with a question about her hibiscus kathy good morning
3: good morning to you too So I have a hibiscus that's potted. I moved it inside in the fall so it wouldn't die. Mm -hmm. While I had it outside over the summer, it was a southern exposure, lots of good afternoon light, and I used to have lots of blooms, Yeah, um, lots of blooms on it. So I moved it in in the fall, and it developed aphids. So I bought some of that bare aphid, and it also has a fertilizer incorporated in it. So uh, it killed the aphids, and then um, now I just, I don't really get any blooms anymore, Walter. Yeah. Um, it gets, a, it gets an eastern exposure, so it gets the morning light, but why am I not having blooms? Is it, is it because it has to be outside in a southern exposure, or is it because I've over-fertilized it?
1: It is a misconception on perhaps your part and a lot of other gardeners' part, Kathy, about what plants eat. So, Kathy, if I were to say, if you were to come to me and say, "Man, I am hungry. I I, I just feel so hungry," my obvious response would be, "Kathy, you need to eat something. You need to have something for supper, for lunch, or for breakfast." Plants don't eat fertilizer; they eat sunshine. And the way that the plant uses that sunshine in combination with a little bit of fertilizer produces leaves, and the leaves produce blooms, and then Kathy's happy. And so what it needs, as your instincts have already told you, it needs more sunshine. And when it comes inside, the quality of light indoors is not nearly, nearly as much as it would be outside. And so it goes back into its sort of leaf and uh, foliage phase rather than its reproductive, which is the flowering phase. And all you have to do is keep it okay. relatively happy for the wintertime and put it back outside. Outside in a place that you think is good for hibiscus, and it'll start blooming in a heartbeat.
3: Yeah, the leaves are great. The nice, dark green, lots of leaves but great blue, so I just need to move it outside when the weather gets warm. Yeah,
1: when it's warm enough, you'll be happy, happy, happy.
3: Okay, thanks a lot, Walter.
1: Nothing to it. Thanks for calling, Kathy. Thanks for calling. Jeremy comes to us from uh, Cartersville, Georgia. He's on the air with Lawn and Garden. Jeremy, hey, good morning.
0: Good morning. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you perfectly
0: okay I knew, would like to plant some pecan trees this year yeah and stop paying all the high prices in the store
1: and maybe um, sell some pecans and become a rich man Jeremy that's the good part
0: there you go that sounds good um what's the best time to plant them and well, that's about it I guess yeah the best what do we the need to best
1: do? the be. Capital B, best time to plant them is usually for Cartersville, it's going to be sometime in the fall, September, October, November, but you can get by with planting them now, Jeremy, but the real word is do it now and don't wait till April, don't wait till May to plant the pecan trees because the later you wait in the spring, the harder it is for them to find the water they need to establish good roots in the summertime. That's why I'm planting early when the heat is gone. Back in September, October is a really, really good time to plant them. Now you're going to have to attend a little bit to watering them. So keep that in mind as you as you take care of them during the summertime. Okay. All right. Now, but now I, I promised while ago, Jeremy. I had one thing that's going to be really useful. I have two things actually. So you get a, a twofer this morning. Number one, where are you going to buy the pecan trees from, Jeremy?
3: Uh, that I don't know yet. Uh,
1: All right. You need to make that your first bit of research, and that's I guess is going to be combined with my second uh, second hint here. pecans are very susceptible to a disease called scab, but you can get varieties that are resistant to scab. But you have to do the research to find out which ones are resistant to scab. Is Gloria Grande, um, Stewart? there's two or three more now that come, don't come strictly to mind. But if you go on my website and just type the word pecan, you'll get a fact sheet from the University of Georgia that says these pecans do really, really well. And if you want to do some more investigating, go to Clemson and just in Google, You got all you have to do is type Clemson pecan or Auburn pecan. And both of those places will give you an extension fact sheet on the best pecans for Clemson, for Auburn, for Georgia. Choose the one that says, this pecan doesn't get scab. All right, that's number one. That's how you find which pecan you're going to buy. Second thing, go to a nursery that specializes in fruit and nut trees or fruit and nut plants. Um, because they're going to be much more likely to have the right varieties, the ones that are cultivated correctly, the ones that even can ship to you bare roots so you don't have to go to their nursery to pick it up or anything. And the variety selection is so important that it's more important to get the right one than it is to get a tree from the big box store tomorrow so nope. that's what you have to do um let's see you in cartersville uh, bottoms nursery just down in concord not terribly far from you uh has pecans i believe there's uh one or two or three more if you go again if you go to my website and talk, type fruit sources i've got a list of all the fruit and that most of them have nuts too that you can buy uh fruits and nuts online and get the right varieties okay awesome let's get some pecans pecan pie in the future for jeremy thank you all right man we'll see you soon okay. real quickly right. let's get in here and get with uh jack up in canton georgia and join us on lawn and garden hey jack good morning
0: hey good morning walter thank you for taking my call you bet man last fall we purchased some bulbs my wife and i are beginning gardeners and uh, unfortunately we're unable to get them in the ground is it too late to put them in or it is, is there a no way to store them for next year
1: you cannot store them well successfully. They're all going to be dried up and nasty, and they won't bloom if you, if you wait till next fall. Uh, put them in now, Jack, and your neighbors will be amazed and surprised in late April and early May when your bulbs are blooming. And they'll say, Jack, you're such a genius. How did you know how to do that? And you can say, it's just a secret between me and Walter. Sounds good. So, so plant them now. The ones, if you if you have a bag full of them, Jack, and you mash them with your finger, and they really are dry and papery, that they're, they're not going to do anything. They're not healthy. and They're not going to do any blooms. But if you mash on the bulb and it seems firm like an onion, and uh-huh. has you know flesh that feels healthy inside of it, no problem at all. Dig a nice bed in the sun. Put the bulbs down. Water them. Maybe a little bulb fertilizer wouldn't hurt and wait for the blooms. They'll be up in about May.
0: OK, real quick, um, the, should we put it like a subsoil, like a gravelly subsoil underneath them?
1: Yeah, oh man, that's a great question. They really, really love to have um, uh, uh, really fast draining soil underneath, and that's really key for bulb health, is to put some gravelly soil underneath the area where you're really planting the bulbs. So good health, good drainage, that's the real key to do it.
0: Do you have a suggestion of what type?
1: Not really. You can make it yourself. If you're digging a bed, uh, I use permatil, It's a brand name of it's rocky, porousy kind of stuff that you can put into the soil. If I go to a big box store, I get the quartz underlayment sand. It's just called a big bag of underlayment sand back in the area where the stepping stones live. And those bags of real gritty sand. They work fine to mix in with the soil, too, to give good drainage underneath your bulbs. Sounds great. Thank you very much, sir. Nothing to it, Jack. Thanks for calling. It is 647. You're listening to Lawn and Garden.
0: This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM
1: 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. With a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Basically, it's going to be a gorgeous day. Highs in the mid 60s, not much chance of rain today. Increasing tomorrow and Monday, maybe. So keep an eye out for that. It would be nice to fertilize things today so the rain can wash it into the ground. Overnight lows are not very low into the 40s, and it's going to be sunny tomorrow, interspersed with a slightly higher chance of rain then. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We're broadcasting live this morning from the North Atlantic a home show at the Gwinnett in- Infinite Energy Center on Sugarloaf Parkway. If you know the code word reliable, you get here between now and 9 o'clock, get into the home show for free today. The code word reliable. Kathy, excuse me, Kelvin. Kelvin's in Conyers, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Kelvin, good morning. Yes, hello. Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm fine. What can I do for you, Kelvin?
0: Yes, last year I had a very good crop of uh,
1: peaches yeah
0: and as they, as they as they become bigger i notice this mysterious clear jelly oozing from them yes and i lost the entire crop yes i'm hoping to avoid that this time
1: i'm going to help you avoid that this time all right here's the deal the reason you have holes that ooze that jelly is because a weevil put her she put her back in into, into that peach And inserted some eggs And the eggs hatch out into little worms Inside the peach And the worms make holes in the skin And the sap inside the peach fruit Oozes out makes that jelly stuff So what you want to do is prevent the weevil From getting on the peaches That is the key and okay. the time to do that, if you want to keep weevils at bay, is to spray with any home orchard spray. If it says on the label, this is for home orchards, that means you, Kelvin. Uh, spray that starting around the 1st of April, when the little bitty fruit are just starting to show. When they're about the size of your thumb on there, little finger of thumb, uh, that would be the time to start protecting them, to keep the weevils from, from infecting. Okay. All right, it's just a weevil that's all it is, the evil weevil is going the evil to weevil, yeah, across the entire crop. Peaches oh, and me- plums, they love them. The pub, peaches and plums and the way to protect them, there is some protection not a great deal, but I'll tell you the truth Kelvin there's another way sort of organically to do this and that is to smear a piece of burlap and then it's literally nothing more than a piece of burlap or an old t-shirt if you want to and you smear it with uh, m- not motor oil, exactly, but you remember the stuff we used to put in the engine to keep the engine from smoking called uh, STP? Uh-huh. Remember that stuff? All right, take some yeah. STP, and smear it on a T-shirt or a strip of towel, wrap it around the trunk of the plum or the peach tree, and sometimes the weevils wander up and down the trunk, and you'll catch them on that sticky towel there. So that's Uh one way, but it'll give you 20 to 50% control, so not a full 100% control. But it's one way of catching the weevils if you want to that way. Sticky stuff on the trunk, or, and, I guess, really a better word, and spray starting around the first week in April.
3: Well, definitely, I will try both measures.
1: Ah, we have peach pies. You're going to have peach pies and peach ice cream, too. (laughs) May I ask you one more question, please? Uh, Not really, because I got one through 10 seconds. That's all I got, Kelly. We'll talk next Uh Saturday. Okay, All right, I'll Coming up in the next half hour, we got uh, Jason in Locust Grove wants to know if wild onions are edible. My friend Jason, I have a great story about that, and I will tell you whether it'll kill you or not if you eat the wild onions. Mary in Brookhaven wants to know about finding a white beauty berry. I have one in my backyard, but you can't have it. But I will tell you where to find one, Mary, if you need a white beauty berry. Danielle in Lithonia will be with us as well. You can join us in the North Atlanta Home Show or on the phones at 404. 404- 8720750. We'll be back after news.